Welcome back. My name is Kaylin, aka Brown Sugar, and welcome to the official Brown Sugar Podcast. Um, I know I've been on a hiatus, but uh, I wanted to come back and give you guys something special, and I felt like it was, you know, my turn to do my interview and share with you guys who I am and officially why I started and while I'm doing this. And I have alongside a special guest, Ty. He's from the 919, and he has his own clothing brand. And we're going to get into all of that stuff, but he is affiliating my interviews. So yes, I am. Welcome. Okay, first question we want to know is how are you before I get into where you've been? How you <laughs> How you? I'm good. Um, I'm feeling... Very rested. Um, I'm excited to be back, um, which I know is long overdue. But um, I've just been doing some soul searching and, you know, just getting my mind right and, you know, trying to figure out my next approach. And, you know, I'm just the type of person where I want to keep something new and I want to keep things fresh so you know I don't want to get into the same habit of you know doing doing one thing one way so okay I've been working you haven't seen me but you know don't mean you wasn't working exactly so why so that kind of explained the break you want to go in depth with it a little more about why you took the break from the podcast (sighs) that we all liked I know I know and I do I appreciate everybody you know checking on me like hey where you been it's Sunday you know no drop today but um I just truthfully I I really went into like depression Mm. um and I feel like you know that's not something we talk about enough but um I really wouldn't say, like, you know, as a creator, we have our creative blocks. Mm-hmm. So I just sure. wasn't, you know, I wasn't feeling inspired. I, I, I didn't feel like going forward with the podcast at that time was, you know, effective for me and for my brand. So I really had to, you know, rest and take a break because I, I'm I'm big on breaks. I, I need clarity and understanding. To see as to why I was feeling the way that I was feeling and, you know, what could potentially come out of it creatively. So, of course, you know, for a while, I was just completely, like, blah. It was nothing coming to mind. And I was like, well, I'm just gonna, you know, take my break and not feel bad about it because Mm. I didn't. I I was like, this is necessary. You know, I want to do what's best for me. And, um... And my interview that I did with my homie, uh, shout out to him, you know, I kind of spoke on things and, you know, how things transpired. And, you know, with my intention, I had every intention to, you know, do things on my own and, you know, learn from the ground up and build and teach and things like that. But it just, it got overwhelming. And I was like, it's either me 
or these damn tapes. <laughs> oh no, I always choose you. Fuck so that. I was like, you know, even though I love what I do and you know, it brings me so much joy, I had to take a step back. So, oh no, I get that. For sure, yeah, for sure. Definitely. So how did it all start in the beginning and what made you want to get into it? Man, let's just start like what kind of kid were you? Like I what kind of kid were you when you grew up? Like were you bad? Was you always into some <laughs> shit, you know? No, um, I was talking with my aunt the other day and I was like, How was I when I was a kid? And she was like verbatim, she was like, You were shy. She was like, You always loved music. She was like, You liked MTV jams. Um, and she just pretty much talked about how I was like, you know, reserved. But um, I was I was the quiet one versus my brother and sister. <laughs> they were into like you know the bad stuff. Like I never wanted to get in trouble. Yeah. When I was a child, like I always you know tried to make sure I did the right thing because I didn't like getting whoopings. I I just I hated to get in trouble. But so where are you on the picking order, oldest, youngest? I'm the middle. Oh, okay. That's understandable. Yeah, yeah, so it's my sister, it's me, and then it's my brother. So, yes, I'm the middle child. And I feel like now that I'm older, like, I feel like I'm the same person. Like, I don't like to treat anyone wrong. I always try to treat people right in my life and do do good by people. Not just for others, but for me, mm-hmm. you know. I like that peace at night, knowing that. You know, I was a good person, and yeah. I was good to them, you know, no matter what transpired. Mm-hmm. And that's literally how I sleep at night with anything. So, but um, I do remember, like, you know, the whole cassette tape thing. I, I had an obsession with it. Yeah. Like, I loved my Walkman, and I loved, you know, everything music, and we we had, I know we definitely had, like, tape players and then we had the walkmans it was the walkmans and mm-hmm. the cd players i had See. a few of those trying to fit them in the pocket okay when i ride my <laughs> bike i remember that so vividly it's crazy so i definitely um just like with this i was like you know connecting back to my childhood yeah and you know i feel like a kid again on the inside and you know it's just like it's a nostalgic feeling all over again and i remember like i don't know if anybody remembers like the eight o'clock countdown on 102 like it was like the top it was like the top five songs of the day Mm -hmm. or whatever oh my god i used to like tape the show on On the tapes on on my tape oh my god i rewinding and <laughs> deleting and mm-hmm. recording like i was i was such a pro at that it, it was it's just it was a fast a fascination with it and i was just like yeah definitely this is who i was as a kid i'm just older i'm wiser and i'm more knowledgeable of things mm-hmm. and how they work so it's a real true connection with what i'm doing and you know with anything that i do i yeah. always want it to connect and make sense and you know be full of purpose to mm. help so that's yeah. always my intent 
Okay, two things when you said the um keeping up with your childhood or your you when you was a child, I mm-hmm. think that's important with keeping your inner child because it just allows you to keep dreaming. Because some yes. people, you know, as you get older, you can see it in your friends and the family how they just Completely fine stop. with just being complacent. You know, get a job, work a job, mm-hmm. shit like that. So that's yeah. yeah. Um, I I would like to think that I have a very vivid imagination. Um, I'm always dreaming. I'm always planning. I'm always plotting. Like even with you know this interview, I was like, you know, I was thinking like, what is the most appropriate way for me to come back? Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to you know make a not so much a statement, but just make my mark and. You know, like I said on season one in my intro, I felt like I gave a, you know, a short synopsis of um, Brown Sugar and why I was doing it. So I wanted to, you know, go more, go more in depth, like, and show more of myself. I think this season, well, it's still season two, but, you know, I'm going to pick up where I left off. But I think, you know, I'm going to do more things to showcase me Mm -hmm. and you know my talents and my gifts and things like that because i am this brand brand so i need to make a more staple mark because i noticed i did get away from you know putting myself on the forefront even even though that was my intent but you know it just got easier to just make it about other artists and stuff like that so I'm still going to do my interviews or whatnot. I'm still going to do my tapes. But um, you're going to see a lot more of me now. So, yeah. I felt like that's the best possible way for me to come back out. So, um, what you said something about time. What other talents did you have as a kid? Or just growing up, period? Well, I do remember, like I said, I... I have a very vivid imagination. So I've I've found myself as a writer. Like I've I've always been a writer. Like I have books, notebooks and pages and things that I have wrote down and you know like I make songs and you know I write poetry and things mm. like that. The people that really truly know me, they know words. It's like, you know, it's my love language. Yeah. So, you know, I write. I love music. I mean, I really am big on words. I'm a person of words mm-hmm. and vocabulary and, you know, how you speak. Like, you know, if you if you say the right things to me, we could probably get married tomorrow. So, <laughs> like, that that's just... That I love words, and you know I like people who can articulate very well. So I'm a writer. You know I like to write things, and um, I'm getting better with you know speaking publicly. Because mm-hmm. if I really had it my way, I would I would never be seen. Yeah, I get it. Only heard. <laughs> that's why I like tapes. Yeah, you know that's why I, I translate it the thing into tapes i i wasn't i really wasn't trying to make the podcast um like focused on the you the know visuals. the visuals yeah. um it was just more more so important to 
get that sound right. So, you know, like growing up, I didn't really watch a lot of TV. Mm-hmm. I just had my tapes and I began to envision things and use my imagination. So, you know, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like everything connects. It, it, it just comes back to that one thing. And I, I find that that is like, it's so rewarding to to be in this space and, you know, to have this platform that I'm building for myself. Mm-hmm. I, I just want to say that it is a black woman building her own platform. Talk about it. I mean, you know, I take pride in that and I'm, I am hard on myself about it because this matters to me and it means so much. So if I have to sit down and, you know, recoup and plan and, you know, build myself up to that place where I'm ready to to give, then I will. I mean, I can't, you know, I can't feel bad about it, about it because I really want things to be right. So. Okay, and where are you from originally? I am from Mount Airy, North Carolina. Okay, see, I never heard of that. So you gotta tell me what's what? out there. You never heard of Mayberry? No. Andy Griffin. Okay, I know Andy Griffin. Yes. So is it like? I mean, of course, that show was years oh, and years ago. And but white. how is it like now? Did you you was raised there as well? Yes. Oh, okay. So I how think I left it? when I was in like the fifth grade. Was it the fifth grade, Jay? Somewhere around there. Yeah, fourth, fourth or real, fifth grade. Real weird. Real weird. <laughs> right. Yeah, fourth or fifth grade. So I spent a lot of my um. Younger years yeah. there. Those years is important though. What what uh, memories do you have from there? Oh, my grandparents. They um they own a trailer park, oh, so yeah. yeah, like they have a lot of land, and you know they had. We grew we grew up there, and um, you know we lived out there, and then I just remember coming to you know my grandparents' house after school and. You know, my grandmother cooking, and we had a pool, and oh my God, this is bringing back so many memories. <laughs> um, yeah, we had a pool in the summer. You know, I learned how to swim. I mm. I love to swim. Okay, I am a black person that Who loves water. Oh yeah, and I can swim like a fish. And you know, I owe that to my grandparents. I mean, they literally pushed us in there, and we learned how to swim. Mm. So. Um, yeah, I just I remember my childhood growing up with my my grandparents and my dad and things like that. And when I got older, I moved probably fifth grade. Yeah, I moved with my mom. Mm-hmm. So and from fifth grade until you know I graduated high school, I grew up in Winston. Oh, so. Winston. Okay. See, I, see, I know Winston. Everybody knows Winston. Oh yeah. But of okay. Course. But so you yes. think you um got some of your like grandparents? work ethic because it takes a lot to own a trailer park and run it i'm guessing yeah so you think they kind of rubbed off on you absolutely my grandparents they were hustlers like especially my grandmother i remember she worked at the post office and she had a salon in her basement she Mm. would get off from the post office she would do heads and she would cook for us and she would help my grandfather run the trailer park like she was the ultimate hustler like i admired that about her 
And she took care of us. Yeah. And, you know, she cooked for us. She catered to us. She disciplined us. She was, she is, you know, still living, of course. Yeah. But she was the ultimate example. So, yeah. Shout out to you, Nanny. <laughs> <laughs> so, how was it uh, when you moved to Winston? Was that like a total like oh change? Oh my god, around? it was a culture shock. Yeah, <laughs> I I just remember like it was so much fast paced. More like it was more fast paced mm-hmm. because my area is the country. It's, yeah, it's slow. I went to predominantly white schools. I had predominantly white school uh, um, friends. Yeah, and things like that. So um, I grew up on a lot of Britney Spears and. Mm. Early 2000s MTV. Yes. Christina Aguilar. Yeah. Oh, I loved her. Spice Girls. Spice Girls. NSYNC. The Backstreet mm. Boys. I mean, yeah, that was my that was my thing. And then I started to learn about like 3LW and Murder, Inc. Yeah. That Radio. Was, That's yes, it. <laughs> yes. Murder, Inc. was like the, br- the blueprint for me as far as rap at that yeah. time. So, yeah. But once I got... To um, once I got to Winston, like I started to learn that I was, you know, really attractive. I I know this might sound vain, yeah, but I was around more boys, Mm -hmm. you know, of my complexion and things like that, and it just, you know, I got a lot more attention. (laughs) So too much down to at once, or. Huh? Too much to handle at once? Or? Yes, like I would go home and tell my mom, like, Mom, these boys did this and yeah. did that. It's early 2000s, so I already know, like, living real reckless around that time. Kids yes. age. And I went to a private school. I went to um, QEA. It's, like, predominantly black. Mm-hmm. So just imagine, like, the shift. Yeah, from basically all being some of the and few black to people school. to... Yeah, like QEA, it's like, um, that's like the real heart of Winston-Salem to me. I yeah. mean, inner city kids for sure. Uniforms. So, uniforms, mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, and then my mom put me in band. I was in band from fifth to the seventh grade. I played the clarinet, and then I think I tried to do the flute. But I played the clarinet, and I I loved it. Mm-hmm. I, I really loved it. I learned how to read music and stuff like that. I'm trying to think of my band teacher's I was name. just about to ask you. Do you remember the teacher's name? Because everybody was, always remember the name. I think it started with an L. It was Mr. Landry or something like that. I don't remember. He was a black guy, mm-hmm. black band teacher. He was phenomenal. And... um. Yeah, it taught me a lot, and I wish I would have stayed um, in band because I feel like I would still be more physical with instruments yeah. today. But you know, once the older you get, like, and you start changing your circle mm-hmm. and get around people, and you start thinking that that stuff that is shit ain't cool. cool no more. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I hate that I, you know. I thought like that back then, but I was young. But I, I, I wish I would have kept going with that. That's probably like one regret I got. That you had from back then, yeah. Yeah, so. And I mean, um, moving forward to high school, I 
I don't really remember high school as much. Went by that fast. It went by that fast. <laughs> and honestly, I think I started like, you know, losing a connection to mm-hmm. school. Like my friends were older. Yeah. The people I dated was older. They didn't they didn't go to high school. Mm-hmm. So it was just kinda like, uh, you know. You kind of knew what was really going on to the point where it's like, why am I learning this? Right. Yeah. And um, then my senior year, um, I got pregnant with my son. Mm-hmm. He just turned 10. Happy birthday, baby. His birthday's today? No, it was oh. like two weeks ago. Oh, but still, yeah, it's fresh. Yes. Um, And I just remember like, you know... I was like, wow, I'm so young. Like, I didn't I didn't have that plan for myself. And I, I really want to talk about this. Um, I was very hard on myself. But, you know, I chose to have my son. And, you know, I'm so grateful that he's here. We have grew up together. He He's just the best child. Like, I couldn't mm-hmm. ask for a better human. I couldn't. But... Prior to me, you know, getting pregnant, I had dreams to move to L.A. or um, Miami. I wanted to go to, and it's so crazy, I wanted to go to the Art Institute. And I wanted to do, like, fashion. Yeah. Like, I I wanted to do fashion. I wanted to do it for celebrities. Oh, like a stylist. Yes. Yes. But with your own clothes as well. With my own clothes. Um. I always knew that I wanted to be like, I, and I remember writing it down too. I said I wanted to be a journalist. I wanted to do PR for celebs and stuff like that. I actually did go to school for that um, for like a year or two. Then I changed my major. I'm trying to figure out at what point did I change my major to music business. I'm trying to think what inspired that shift. Because I I did I went for PR I went for communications I went for marketing I have changed my major so many times as you should you figure out we don't never know what we want around that no, time anyway we don't and I was just so big on like I'm still big on if I don't like it I'm gonna move on from yeah. it and do what I really love at the moment and that's how you figure it out what you want to yeah. do you gotta try a whole bunch of different stuff like not trying is what's gonna hinder you more right. Just, Figuring stuff out that way. And once I've, you know, like, kept shifting and changing, I really did find that um, music, it it was and is and always will be my first love. Mm -hmm. So, I'm still not finished with school. I probably have, like, a year left. And then I'm finishing up my program at, um, uh, it's the Clyde Davis for NYU, so... I'm just trying to, you know, finish that up and, you know, see where, you know, that degree and the certification will take me. Mm-hmm. While, you know, building my rapport, you know, in the industry and, you know, just, you know, cultivating that this is something I want to do and, you know, my abilities and what I could bring to the table, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, I'm just trying to make everything work mm-hmm. for my good with this. I mean, it's probably some cracks that are not filled, but they'll come up in time and we'll handle that. Yeah. But 
uh yeah i just all that stuff it led me here today so yeah everything it just life comes full circle i mean whatever it is just pay attention to the signs and you know who you are just follow yourself within i mean that's that's the most important thing is just honoring who you are on the inside and you know just be who the world doesn't see every day you know like my coworkers and my boss like she found my podcast nope i mean she didn't really know that i had a podcast i didn't tell her and she was extremely like just caught off guard she's like i had no clue I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> like she was shocked. She was, was she like happy for you? Yes, like she was, she was just man. like you know you're so quiet and reserved because mm-hmm. at work you know yeah, I don't, it's like I'm mean, it's a job so okay. I'm going I come here to work I'm and I'm gonna to get go my home money and go home like you know she told me she listened to every episode yeah she's like I was just so intrigued she was like you are very smart she's like you are very talented she's like I genuinely hope that you keep going with this mm-hmm. she was like because it's She's what like, kind of lady like she white black how she's hispanic oh yeah yeah so she was just she was genuinely shocked and i was just like oh wow so that was encouraging but um other than that what what else you want to know okay i was gonna ask like as you was going through the path you were saying you went through was the people trying to veer you off like suggesting you should do something else or you just always was like, I'm going to do it regardless, no matter what nobody say. No, unfortunately, no, because I think everyone around me, they know that you can't tell me what, what? to do. <laughs> I mean, and I hate to put it like that, yeah. but like, you know, especially with my mom, she knows I'm very headstrong and nobody can really stop me but me. Mm. I don't ever give no one that much power over my life to even allow them to think that they can, they can do, that. do something like that. So, yes, I even if people don't believe it, believe in it or even if people don't support it, like I have to know at the end of the day like this is something that I love and this is something I'm going to work hard at and you know, do what is necessary to get the results that I'm looking to achieve. So, yeah, everybody's pretty much been supportive Mm. of me. So I couldn't, I couldn't say. Okay, so when I um first came across the podcast, I could tell like what drew me to is I could tell that you really loved it, like you said, like and you don't really find that many people that's like you know like I like music. I could tell you like music the same way. So when did you like really? I know you said since you was a kid, but like one of your first music memories when you knew like this is it for me. I want to be in the business in the industry some kind of way. I got to get in there. Wow, I feel like that probably once a week. Like when I come across a new song mm-hmm. or you know just something. But I have been thinking about that though. Like when was my initial? moment when was the initial song or album or whatnot so i don't know that's that's a great question but what i do know is as i have gotten older like 
you know, like how you hear things and you see things, but you don't really understand. Yeah. Like as I've gotten older, I've learned to understand music more with like a deeper meaning and a deeper feeling. Mm -hmm. So I think once I shifted into that and I just, you know, paid attention to how it made me feel. Like it was almost it's, it's almost like a healing thing for me. So, you know, I, I want, I was like, yeah, I gotta, I gotta do this forever. Mm-hmm. I gotta chase this forever. Like, it the, just the way it internally, you know, heals me from the inside out, how it soothes and I, it's just almost, it's, it's hard to explain. Like, it's just, it's an eternal feeling and I have to, I have to honor that. I have to spend my life nurturing that so yes and not even just with um music in itself you know just artists I I have a a huge huge respect for artists and the process Mm -hmm. so for a while it was the music but as I've gotten older it's the process yeah I you know I love how music is made I've spent a lot of time learning and studying and researching and I, I just find it very respectable that people are able to create music mm-hmm. like it, it's just it's so fascinating to me so yes I, I love artists and their creative process and you know how they take their life stories and you know turn it into a song I, I just think it's the most beautiful thing and like I said, with words, I don't know. It's like I connect and I literally feel what it is that they are going through. Like, yeah. it's just the energy transferred is it's beautiful. I don't know. Like, it's some yeah. some real deep shit. Yeah, I got it. No, I, I completely understand where you come from. <laughs> you catch from. my drift. Yeah. So. so who were, like, your favorites from then and did it change, like, as you got older and, like, till now? I remember... You don't got to give me a five. You know, people normally ask for oh, the five. No. And let me just say this. This is something that I've always wanted to say. I am not really a top five person. Yeah. I probably have said this, though. I'm not a top five person, and I'm going to tell you why. I believe that it's disrespectful to put people in a box. Mm-hmm. With my knowledge... In everything that I know, we could be here for weeks. Yeah, that's why I always say, like, at least give me ten that I can just if I had to listen to and I couldn't listen to no more. more. Yeah, yes, give me at least ten. Like, I need a starting fire and a bench. Okay, we would be here for weeks because I love everybody differently for their own reason. Like, I don't believe it's any artist that are the same for me. I like them for the same reason mm-hmm. because I study I study them and they all contribute something different to me. Yes. So I just feel like that it's it's a it's a bit disrespectful and it's a tad just a tad bit too much of a task for me to do. Yeah. So, you know, no, but um I love music, but I'm in love with hip hop. Yeah, okay. So there you have it that could mm-hmm. you know 
give you an idea of what I'm saying and what I mean when I say that. I feel like um, I just, you know, I could be going through something very traumatic in my life. And hip hop and rap is my go to. Mm. It's not R&B. Yeah. It's not the 60s and the 70s Motown music that I truly, truly love. But when I am sad, I listen to rap music. No matter what kinds of certain kind, like vibe, it's just anybody I mean, at the time. it is the most hardcore. Grimy. Grimy rap music <laughs> that you could find. It just heals me like no other. Like, I mean, the Wu-Tang and, you know, the Jay-Z's and... I, got, I had got a Hove vibe. Like, Hove had to be one of your favorites, if not your favorite of all time. He just It just seemed like it. It just came about. Yeah. It just came about. Really? Because, yes, because I did not like Jay-Z like that. See, me either when I was younger. I yeah, when I was it. younger, I didn't get it. And I talked about that in that interview yeah. with my homie. Like, I didn't get why. But I do now, like, now that I'm older. Mm-hmm. And I really went through and listened to, you know, all his projects. I, You know, I combed them top to bottom. And I was like, okay. I get it. It was the expensive shit for me. Like, you talking about shit I know I don't know about. And then talking about Birkins in 2004. And Hermes. And, and shit like Audemars. that. Audemars. Yeah. They been on. Like, yeah. I'm just like, wow. Like, we're just now catching up. I didn't know what none of that stuff was until. And that's the crazy part. You know, I learned a lot through music. Music is like a teacher. That's like, it's truth. literally a teacher. So, I mean, especially if you're paying attention and you're really listening, you can learn a lot. So, and I just, I'm fascinated by how rappers are able to connect things. Like, I really do not believe you can be a successful rapper if you don't know some shit. Yeah. And a lot of them niggas, they be nerds. Yeah. Just by the shit they be saying, Mm -hmm. they be talking about. Like, I will literally listen to something and something that you know catches my attention i go and i, I google it and then i try to make you know my own connection to it yeah. and i'm just i just be like stuck for days like damn that was that was clever <laughs> yeah. I, I mean i just i love stuff like that it's it's just so fascinating to me so yes i i have an extreme extreme respect for artists and I want to protect them at all costs. You know, I want to provide a a platform and, you know, a label for them to to be the best that they could be and to always make music that reflects who they are. Yeah, so you um you did have a label. You still got the label. Correct. That you want to start. You have any artists now or no, if you don't, don't like what kind are you looking for? I don't know anymore. You don't you just know it when you see it. I will. It's just one of those things that when I hear it, I know exactly what it is. But I just don't believe that it's here. Mm-hmm. I don't think. You don't it's think here. it's here. I don't think it's here for me. Like when I went out to LA over the summer, I I didn't. I never felt more at home. 
Mm. And I just feel like that is going to be my place, you know. I just, around here, no disrespect to anyone, but nobody is willing to sacrifice. Yeah. And make that jump or that commitment. And honestly, um, a lot of guys, they are intimidated. Mm-hmm. And I'm only speaking from experience. You know, it doesn't take away from my knowledge and my credibility just because I'm a woman. Yeah, facts. And I am, I am learning that a lot of men are just, they're too prideful. Yeah. They don't believe or respect a woman in that Running position. that shit Yeah They just don't I mean I find that Women like Are better with business Than men And they don't As much as they say Women are too much In their feelings Maybe with relationships But business wise I am it's very all cutthroat logical Yes It's so logical So I feel like If anybody Anybody would love To have you as a Representative of theirs just as as much as you like music, you know what I mean? Yeah, until they fall in and love. That's, and that's really, <laughs> and it's really what it's all about. Yeah, but, yeah, I mean, until they fall in love, and then you know, unfortunately, that's yeah. never my like. If I set out that this is a business transaction, mm-hmm. that is exactly what it's gonna be. It's just no in between. Like, and they'll just rather cut everything off than to keep yeah, it going. Throw it away, sabotage it. Yeah, whatever. So. <laughs> I don't know. I, I do my best to be very professional and to be very business oriented, but somehow, you know, everybody just they can't stay, they can't stick to the script. Yeah, and I will put it that way. So, gotcha. so let me ask you this: What do you um? How do you feel about rappers that's like really who they say they are versus people who not? Like, do you hold them on a higher standard of, like, ranking? Yes, I do. Oh, okay. Listen, I don't care if you have zero followers. Yeah. I don't care if no... And I, and I like underground music. That's why my label's independent. I think I always want to stay independent, and I always want to work with underground artists. And I'm going to tell you why. I care about the music. Mm-hmm. I care about the product. I don't really care about, you know, monetary... When it, I don't... I don't I really don't put monetary and music, good music together. Yeah. I just don't. Um, I truly believe in the art and the craft. And I will invest whatever to see that flourish. Mm-hmm. And um, that's why I don't like, um, I don't like artists who are mainstream. I don't really like a lot of mainstream artists like, the radio back in the day yeah the radio was radio terrible. was amazing no yeah. back in the day yeah. radio was amazing mm-hmm. the music was still good they it even was- had a segment on the radio for new stuff that you ain't heard they exactly and i don't do that no more no they don't they just want what's popular mm-hmm. and i don't respect people who follow trends i don't respect people who you know can't be their authentic self you know it's people out there for that but that's just not who i am so anybody who is like underground, I really, 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 truly, truly navigate and, you know, respect that. So I don't, 
I just I don't like people who do that for the wrong reasons. And yeah. you can def I can definitely see through that. Mm-hmm. I know who's really in it for the craft, and I know who's in it for the clout. Yeah, true. So I see right through that stuff. Unfortunately. <laughs> so, so um, where do you where do you want to see the podcast grow to be? Mm, that's a good one. Well, I definitely I want a spot on primetime television. Like a show like Yes. Breakfast Club going on revolt or No, like NBC and oh, NBC. Late Night. Big, big Network, excuse me. Yes. Big networks. I I want audience and you know, I want artists to perform and you know like mm-hmm. the roots and how they're on um one of the jimmies yes <laughs> you know i want the whole shebang and you know oh yeah so you're talking like late night television hosts but for yeah. rap yeah that'll be fire yeah it hasn't been done before yeah. and don't take my idea no don't that's a uh, copyright that okay because i just gotta set the record straight a lot of people have taken my ideas and i try to keep them to myself but mm-hmm. i don't know that's just you know how far I've seen yeah. in my mind That'll that keep this you could quiet go. too. Yes, yeah. that's why I am very quiet. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I don't share a lot of things with people. Like I just, I have a mind full of million dollar ideas. I mean, and my mom tells me that all the time. She's always looking for me to help her with things, and she's like, "You just always have the best ideas." So, yeah. That's why I don't understand, like, you know, I've I've had trouble in the past, you know, working with people, and I just be like, man, I see so much for you, and, yeah. you know, where you could go, and, you know, I'm always willing to, you know, collab, you know, visually, but, you know, I respect people who just, they are who they are, and they want what they want, but, you know, I definitely want to be hands on with my artists as well so mm. no i think i can definitely see that happening with just late time television that's just a good idea period even though yeah. you, so we, we already said you're gonna copyright that but right. i can see that like first first of all it's not even enough black representation on late night television it's hosting not. shows it's not not one i can't think of right now off the top it of my head it used to be arsenio hall or was he like, yeah, that, yeah, I mean, they took they took him off one time, brought him back, took yeah. him off again. Or was he prom time? I can't I remember. I think he was. I think first time I've ever seen um, Chance the Rapper was on Arsenio Hall show when they brought it back the second time. Because he got canceled the first time for something. I think he said something against some, right. some people, probably with a white face, but I don't know. <laughs> second time, I don't know why. Maybe yeah. Durant's, but I don't know. And I definitely, you know, I want to, you know, still keep the intimate part mm-hmm. of, you know, the show, even in a bigger spectrum and audience and things like that. So I always want to keep it, you know, intimate and, you know, purposeful. I don't want to change the formula, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah, just with a, a bigger audience and, you know. On TV, of course. I mean, 
But yeah, I definitely see that. And I always, you know, no matter what I do, I always want to keep this going. So, because it's, it's, it's therapeutic and yeah, it's fun. So, yeah. So, um, I didn't have any more questions for you, but I do want to, like, if you got anything to say to, like, people who just want to do something creative, because you are creative, I will give you that title instead of a podcaster or just you know what i'm saying because you want like i said from what you just everything you explained i can tell you want to do a lot of stuff so i would just give you that title and then you can do that what you want you know (laughs) what i mean yeah thank you um i mean all i can truly say is follow your heart um stay true to who you are you know no matter how hard things get you have to stay of course like you have to keep going and i'm telling you like a lot of times when i get here like before i get here and i get on this mic everything that have that could have gone wrong did <laughs> but i still stuck through i make the best of everything and everything may not go the way that you would like it to go, but everything is going to go how it's supposed to go. Mm. And that is one thing that I have learned in this process. Um, just stay true to yourself and don't allow outside people to persuade you or to make you feel like you're not greater than or less than. Like, stick to your path and who and where you are in life is so important because what you want out of life is for you and not for anybody else and the only way you can do that is stay focused on you and what you're trying to do not what's going on everybody could be having a good time in life and you could be you know down to your lowest staying your lowest until it's your turn and i i will say that that is the the biggest thing i have learned so yeah i think that was a good closer what you think yeah (laughs) yes and again um thank you no problem i I believe in you even though i just met you physically but we've been in talks yeah we've been um, but i believe in what you got going on so and i appreciate that i really do i really do and guys um be on the lookout for updates um because i'm gonna start taking interviews probably november so yeah sometime after this drop so yeah um my my goal and my vision is to have better production for you guys um i'm still looking for the best but we're going to make do and make things shake. Shout out to my brother for yes. being here and helping me out. <laughs> Always having my bag. It's really nothing like family. And oh, I God. thank you, bro. I do. And, um, yes, everybody be on the lookout. And, um, again, thank you to everybody who has supported the show. And um, just with an encouraging word, a listen, press and play. Um you know, word of mouth type thing. Um, I am grateful. I'm truly grateful. 
and we're out. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my back.